It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. <laughs> you sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> I handed, the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Four Fathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and other F-words. Welcome to the Four Fathers Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Adam. I'm Fife. And I'm Paul. And you're listening to the Forefathers Podcast, a podcast about faith, fatherhood, friendship, and other F words like formative flashes of furtive and festive fatherhood phenomenon. And yes, I know that phenomenon doesn't technically start with an F or literally or what have you. But today's, today's episode is all about those moments where we let our children fly, which I just realized would have been another great F word fly to throw in there so the times that we've let our children fly the times that we've um you know uh, given our children as much um training and education um and instruction as they can handle which is generally not much and then they go out and they do their thing and then they realize that yes our parents were actually pretty pretty smart along the way so it's a particularly uh, of interest and apropos for tonight because eric uh, just uh, sent his son off on a, a trip where, which may or may not include multiple countries, depending on how the passport situation plays out. So um, hopefully that'll play out well. and He'll get to go all kinds of fun places, which will end with him um, restoring peace to the Middle East. Hopefully we'll see how that goes. Um, but in, in all seriousness, you know, he's um, graduated high school, um, got accepted to college and is just kind of moving on to his next, his next step. So of course we all have children that, uh, but it's not just about, you know, kids, you know, flying the, the coop as it were. It's also about all those times that you, you know, where your, you, uh, your kid kind of goes off on their own. So Eric, since this is apropos for you, why don't you talk a little bit about some of the emotions that you were feeling today and how today's send off went and, um, and yeah, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Well, you know, like Paul said, um, it was a whirlwind 24 hours because as of yesterday morning, Ben hadn't finished his high school, so he hadn't graduated. He hadn't gotten accepted to any colleges yet for the fall. And he was hurriedly packing and getting things together so he could travel, you know, to um, to Wisconsin to begin with and then out to, the, to Turkey in the Middle East. So what um, you're saying is he's 100% prepared to be an adult. Sure. He could be a, he could be a passable adult. He wouldn't be a, he, he he has a little bit of maturing to go, but, but you know, it's been like, it's just been so crazy. And you know, one of the things that he's growing in and that I remember growing in as well is, you know, part of the reason that this whole week was so stressful is because he put a lot of stuff off until the absolute last possible minute. Right. Like I didn't think he was going to finish school much less get into college. I thought we were going to be finishing school when he got back in August. And so, but he pulled it off. He pulled it together. He got done what he needed to get done. He got out the door and the college he applied to is a community college that he's gone to, but they were very fast to turn around and accept him and get him in. And so, you know, you talked about the emotions and stuff that we were, that we were going through and it's, it's been, 
a whirlwind few weeks, right? Just so much stuff going on, trying to cram in basically Ben's entire summer into the first two, basically the last four weeks. Um, so we did a family vacation. We did a whole bunch of other stuff. We did his Eagle court of honor, like just so much stuff going on. And, and so we got to today and it's really funny. It, it's like the day where you just, we finally got, when we dropped him off at the airport this morning, it was like, we finally got to exhale. It's sort of like that first day when you bring them home from the hospital and you're like, what do I do with them? That kind of feeling. Yeah. So the first day I took my daughter home from the hospital, I couldn't get the car seat right. And I was pretty sure they weren't going to let me leave the hospital with her. So So the Ben's show. Perfect now. I mean, yeah, it it was a lot like that, actually. I thought they were going to take him at the airport and I'd have to take him back home. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. We failed again as parents. They can't leave. But, you know, this is the funny thing. Like, watching him walk through the last month and just kind of pull things together. You know, obviously he didn't do it by himself, right? He had a lot of help. He had help from friends. He had help from family. He had help from me and Heather and, and his siblings. You know, a lot of people contributed to him getting out the door. And that doesn't even count all the people that helped by by donating their time, their money, their prayers for him to get to where he's gone now. You know, but right. he, he did the work. Like he did the stuff that needed to get done. And so it's kind of rewarding to see him finally get out the door, you know, and he's going to be gone for two months, which is a long time, but we traded Gracie in for him. So she's, she was supposed to go away and now she's back. So now we we're only losing one kid at a time. Still, we haven't lost everybody at once yet. That'll be like two, three years <laughs> on the road. That's the question. So for me, it was a benefit to have both of them like like that cycle. So one left, and it was like, yeah, it stuck. And then the second one left, and it stuck. And then I was like, oh wow, freedom, and you know, the empty nest. And I embraced that like wholeheartedly. Like, are you feeling that same way? Or are you like, you know, are you more well, the? I still, like, I still have three kids off? in the house. Oh, so. I know. Those they're far off in terms of ever leaving the nest, unless you know they have a military draft or something like that. They need twelve year olds. So I am not feeling it yet, but talk to me again in a week. Okay. Because I only dropped him off this morning. I'm just in recovery mode right now. I haven't sure. gotten to the point where, you know, I, I'm I've relaxed into the one less kid, one less set of responsibilities to chase. Mm. You know, one less um, person to yell at to, hey, take the dog out or, you know, well, right. So we're still shuffling responsibilities like the things that he was doing. I now have to assign to somebody like that kind of conversation. But I'm excited for him. And he is, you know, I, I, I am so impressed by who he's becoming. And I can't I'm just so excited to see how this this summer changes him, you know. So as far as emotions, it was not an emotion, but exhaustion was one of those emotions. <laughs> so let me ask the question in regards to like the, the proudness side of it. Yeah, definitely. I agree hundred percent in your, you know, as a dad, that's pretty cool to have, but like, what about like the other side of like, Holy crap. Like, I don't think he's prepared to blah, 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 or whatever. Like he, like there, there's probably a, like a set of skills or stuff that you're in the back of your head to go, Oh, I need to have him work on more of that because I've seen him, you know, time and time again, drop the ball on that. Like, have you, were you dealing with both of those at the same time? Were you just all pure joy? Well, I'm not trying to construct on him right now because I'm oh, no, not talking no, just for, for you. Internalize. There's all, so, so I am really a, 
and we've talked about this before in the in the podcast, right? I am really not a I expect them to have it all together. I expect them to get out and do, take chances, make mistakes, figure it out, try again. And so, yes, there are things that Ben can grow in. Uh, I, I think if I were to ask my parents, they're probably the same things that I could have grown in at the, <laughs> yeah. age, at the age that he's at. He might even be further along than I was at his age. Uh, good. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, there's things he doesn't, he doesn't always ask the right questions. Hmm. You know, sure. like right. he doesn't always think like he's so fast to like send a response. Like, and maybe this is a generational thing. The text generation looks for that quick, quick, quick response. They aren't, they don't really think around like all of the information they need, or at least he doesn't yet. Uh And so like this whole passport thing and understanding what he had to do and getting the right information from rain ministries, like that's just stuff. He he's, he'll grow, right? He, He doesn't even know all the questions he needs to ask. He doesn't know how to ask them. And sometimes he's uncomfortable asking them. So he just skips them. <laughs> right, right. It's just like, I'll get to that eventually. It'll come up to the foreground. And I'll yeah. Think, right. Uh, type uh, the problem will go away. If I just forget about it. And ignore <laughs> yeah. it. You as your 16 year old, probably. Uh, Are you <laughs> kidding me? My 16 year old's father, the 46 year old still does that. Well, and, and the other thing about you're Ben. 46. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the baby. Oh wait, you're the baby. I forgot. Yeah, you're the baby, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the other thing is, you know, not knowing which things to be urgent on is probably the other place where he can grow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Right? Like, there are things that are not worth urgency, not worth stressing about, not worth or focus, so, micro-focusing right. on. But there are other things that are worth stressing about and are worth yeah. urgency and do require investment of time, energy, and focus. Yeah. And he hasn't figured out how to... He, choose what those he are. He focuses on things that have no real effect on his life, and mm-hmm. he doesn't focus on things like getting his passport that actually affect his ability to do the summer thing. Now, I think it's all going to work out, right? I think two things. I think we did what we had to do when we had to do it, and I think we serve a God that's bigger than the, even the U.S. government. So, but it just made it more stressful at the end. And that those are the lessons he's going to learn as he grows. And I will tell you, I had the same problem at his age. And I remember, you know, things that I was thought were so dramatically important. My dad just looked at me and laughed. He's like, dude, this is such small potatoes. Small. In the grand yeah. Of life. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. But the things that were important, I didn't always pay attention to, yeah. you know? So, and better for him to learn those lessons now. Like I, that's something I have to remind myself over and over and yeah. over again when I'm in knee, knee deep, neck deep, you know, over my head with, oh my gosh, what, what, what just happened? I'm like, he's here. He's 16. He's going to learn other things better now than later. Absolutely. Well, and, um, funny you say that, Paul, because it's like you think and you hope and pray and pray. I say with a capital P when you're like, thinking that okay they're going to learn this lesson they're going to learn this lesson and you know they're 21 and they're still learning the lesson and it's like a very much uh you know um i don't know how better how to describe it more than just a ram your head against the wall you know in the privacy of uh yeah. you know your prayer time but it it's yeah i get it paul it's you know it, it, but i just i guess i'm saying <laughs> in the longer it doesn't stop so <laughs> well well and for and, I, and i'll tell you thanks for, for us, that encouragement fife yeah, so encouraged yeah 
yeah. not, not providing encouragement, just honesty and truth. I want you to tell me that 17 years ago before we started to have right. <laughs> If I knew 17 years ago, I don't have kids. <laughs> but where we see that now, so, you know, you know, of course, Jonathan has had his struggles this year and has lost a bunch of school because he had a gluten allergy that was undiagnosed for a while. So he had missed like gobs and gobs of, of school. Um, you know, some, you know, I, I say, I say legitimately as if some isn't legitimate, but like some legitimately, like when he really didn't know, and he was curled up in a, in a painful ball in the corner of his bedroom for a couple of weeks. And then again, when he had to go on gluten. So I say all that to say, like, so when we're talking to this, my, the school about it, like they were, they were compassionate and, and almost like understanding to a fault. Cause it's almost like they didn't want to cross the bounds and say you need to get all your work done they were like do what you can and we'll figure it out but i'm like i'd rather have them i would have rather that like then that means that i have to be the bad cop and say no no no, you need to do your stuff and get it done but like i almost wanted him to learn like no sometimes you just you have to put in a full weekend and so he did that he had a weekend where i'm like you need to just get your work done all this weekend. Like you don't get to do stuff. You just need to like, yeah, you had that time and it's really not your fault, but you have to do what you have to do. Right. And like, I, I would have, in some respects, I would have wished that they had gone the other way and said, no, no, you, here's a date. Let's get all your work done by then. Let me help you put a plan together. And yeah, I don't, I don't know that they did that. They did I, that. Yeah. Cause like I, like I said, I would have rather him like, you know, not failed out of school, but like get pushed back a grade, like all that stuff. I'd rather that happen right now than like him having to learn that when he's like working somewhere and like screws up and just decides, Oh, I don't have to do that if I don't need to kind of thing. Well, you know, along those lines, there was one, uh, the circumstances were a little different, but there will be opportunity. I guess what I would say is there's going to be opportunities for you for that to happen. Where yeah. he's going to have to deal with the consequences of his decisions, his failures, even circumstances that weren't his fault, but he still has to deal right. with them, right? Like, yeah. there's going to be a hundred opportunities for that. And so, you know, one of the cases that we ran into is when Grace was in high school, she was doing dual credit. She took physics at the college and she failed it. Or she got like, she might have gotten a D. But it wasn't good enough, right? It, it wasn't good enough for her to transfer. It wasn't good enough for her to use it as a grade. And so, you know, and and a lot of it had to do with just not asking for help. Mm. But some of it was just, you know, you get to a point where you're like, I don't get it and I'm never going to get it. So I'm just not even going to try. Yeah, I'm not going to put the effort in. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and she, so she had to go back and make that class up. And do all the stuff that goes along with that. But she learned the lesson. And and you're going to find, I, I don't think, I think as a parent, we try to do that stuff. But I think there's also a hundred opportunities for us to teach those lessons. Yeah. So we don't have to look at it as, I have to be the a-hole here. <laughs> you know, right. we have to look at it as, okay, this is an opportunity to teach him something else. Like, hey, you know what? Sometimes when circumstances are tough, yes, we have to work, but some there there's some grace. Well, you know, I, it's, right. I think you should clarify that a little bit because I think growing up for me and my mom and my relationships with my parents, it was more like my parents always stepping in to try to help the situation to teach the lesson, but I really learned nothing in those moments until I was actually like kind of out there naked. And then I, you know, when it was just me and oh, nobody else, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Very much. You know, yes, yes. Um, that, uh, you know, it, you really, it was just at that point you had to be able to owe up to, you know, situation or run from it or, you know, whatever you did. So I think like, for me, like as a dad, like the biggest thing, like I had to change was my, my attitude towards the process of like, okay, I can help them. But really my help should be like, I should be a little bit more distanced, meaning that if I'm not in the foreground of the problem, therefore then they will learn because they have to, you know, in essence have the responsibility and be able to deal with the problem. And my job is to just kind of come along and say, okay, what's the status? Where are we right now? Like, oh, you failed. Okay, fine. What's the next steps? What do you have to do to be able to recover from this? Deal with this. You know, that's kind of really the parent teaching thing that I'm learning because dude, I'm a guy. I want to jump in and fix the problem. You know, I want to like solve this issue and make the phone call, but I really have to like, just kind of sit there with the mouth closed and just listen and let the mom have the yeah. conversations of like, did you try this? You do, you know, in the nice polite way, yeah. I'd be like, dude, you're an idiot. You just banged yeah. your head. Wow. Why'd you do that? You didn't need to. Yeah. I would also say that there's a, there's a nuance to reading the circumstance, kind of reading the room. Right. Yeah. There are times when I'm sure Fife, where you get to speak in with pointed truth to the conversation. Sure. And there's other times where it is your job to step back and let somebody that either let the circumstances play out and let them, and then have the conversation after the fact, you know, it's just like any relationship, right? There's places where, you know, it's important that our part is said and there's point there's portions where, we can just let the circumstances do the talking and we can be the comfort, right? <laughs> you know, because sometimes circumstances suck enough. They don't need any help. Yeah. Right? You 100%. don't exaggerate the problem by bringing them to the foreground again. You know, it's more of like, okay, let's, let, let's get beyond this. What, what's the next steps and how, how, you know, I know you, you feel remorse or I know you feel, you know, struggle or you're yeah. feeling anxiety or whatever, but you know, what can you do to recenter yourself and get to the place of right. like, Let's think level-headed and think, okay, what's the next big thing? And I always keep telling my son over and over again, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, because that's the only way you can tackle things. Like, and that's Dad, I don't want to eat an elephant. <laughs> I know. They suck. Sure, they don't but... taste good. <laughs> well, first you got to get your ducks in a row. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, Adam, what about you? What, um, what, what moment in uh, what are your girls' life have you – have they um, had, yeah, to, had yeah. to go to the next step on? There's all kinds of stuff. I know Isabel's been, um, she's got all, all kinds of stuff going on. Well, like I said, I know girls are easy. Like I think girls are easy because they, you know. Is your name Adam? No, but I think it's funny because like Adam has girls. So I'm curious to see like, does he have a different relationship with that aspect of it? He's because my all- ventriloquist puppet. Never mind. I don't even want to go where that takes yeah, me. <laughs> Come on, I raise your I, hand I, between two pillows. Hey, how about the game last night? No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, uh, so uh, so uh, Isabel, there was a Isabel had a, like a turning point where her maturity level just like changed, and she wasn't the the. She got to a point where she wasn't overly sensitive and and whiny, and I don't want to say whiny, but she was kind of whiny. Um, <laughs> Where she like like just if we're talking like like for instance kind of leaving the nest, she went yeah. to a uh, to a week long 
Christian camp down in, in PA with a bunch of friends. And like at that point in her level of maturity, she, she has uh, completely at, at, during that point, she completely blossomed and like just was ecstatic and, and interacting and mm-hmm. building new relationships and French long lasting friendships and friendships that she still carries today, even from almost a year and a half ago. So, so, so um, it's been nice to see that. And then obviously uh, it, Drew has started to get to that point um, where last year she, she went out for several weeks to, uh, to the, uh, the wilds camp um, up, up near um I can't. Uh, uh, it's up near where New Hampshire, but it was a where long camp, and that she went to for two what weeks in a row. Where? <laughs> so where? 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 Mine, mine. But uh, but yeah, no. I, in both of our girls, there's been a, a, a increased maturity and and just stepping into their own. I mean, obviously, I I have younger kids who are going i mean well isabel's 16 she has her own job she's got her own paycheck she she's she knows that she's got her her business schedule her work schedule that she needs to attend to and so there's that level of maturity and then drew has kind of gotten into the entrepreneurial line and she's been uh she's got her own business that she sells uh several things at the uh at the new hampshire uh, over in the mall, there's like a living New Hampshire store where you can get all sorts of different crafts. She's got her own her own booth set up there that she maintains, and she's been making a profit off of that. And so it's been pretty neat, and that she's been awesome. Oh, and then uh, and then in that this t- this point in time, um, we've kind of Drew is in the summer of community services, so she's uh, she's offering up her time freely throughout the week uh, to help people not uh, unpaid to do whatever extra help or needs uh, for the, any individual that requires assistance. So whether and it be is that babysitting, part of her, is that part of trying to get like of giving her an opportunity to mature through service? That is, is that giving her an opportunity to mature and <laughs> keeping her out of trouble at the same time. <laughs> so, so my question to you then, what, how are you feeling throughout? Like, are you seeing any change in like, do you feel like that like adjustment uh, in terms of being a dad to them? Like, obviously, you know, when they're younger and you like, you know, your dad role and you're supportive there and that whole aspect. But then once they get to like a certain age, right. They, at least for mine, like Emma, I knew when she made that turn and it was like, Oh, she doesn't quite need dad a whole lot anymore. Like um, I think both of our relationships have, well, especially because I'm doing a little more sports stuff with Drew. Um, but, but for Isabel and I, um, the relationship actually has grown a little, little stronger in terms of being able to, she, she still values my opinion. She still brings stuff that's exciting to her and knows it would be exciting to me. And so she still mm-hmm. continues. Uh, so basically like you guys a... just talk about roller coasters. <laughs> well, not every day. <laughs> but but no, we share this kind of the same same likes and, and whatnot. And so so we're able to 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 build relationship that way. So it's not just like a oh you're just my dad. So you're still kind of building that situation, that, that kind yeah. of long term, you know. 
yeah. relationship that you know you didn't have well, when they were younger or different when it was different it's when they were just young. different when they were younger yeah he's more he, parental it sounds figure. like what you're saying and and correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like what you're saying is that you're starting that transition from father child to friend friend you're still the dad. Well, I mean, you're still you the dad. Stop, yeah, you never stop being the dad. Right. But dad, right. right. But there because is that. there is an age bracket where you start yeah. to make that shift, where you start to yeah. become. It's less about your authority and more about the long term yeah. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So. Yeah. No, it's been good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because it's like it's still you should agree with that. You talk about it regularly, actually. I do. Yeah, you when talk about trying to build that friendship with your kids. So, yeah, so yeah, funny you say that because, like, I don't like look at it now because, like, again, maybe it's just because they're both home now and it's like they're both and now you just <laughs> strain on certain, you know, financial, <laughs> stuff, but no, it's not so much like, it, like, trust me, if you would you want to have a friend that you were constantly like, hey, can I borrow 20 bucks? Wait a minute, but we, we have that scenario here, we grew up with that. What am I talking about <laughs> anyway? Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, side still tip. paying me back for moving <laughs> stuff and meals. Nikki's <laughs> still looking for her check for all the gas <laughs> that you, she drove you around in <laughs> in her car. Um, anyway, and the McDonald's trips. Uh, the uh, yeah. So it's, that aside, yeah, I guess I, it's still there. I, I feel like it's a little bit more like I kind of have to put the dad hat more back on. Of like, okay, now you're you know, her, Emma has shifted her role. She's not going back to college in the fall, so. She's now having to think about, you know, a career and where she kind of wants to, you know, focus her, uh, you know, passions and attention and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm kind of giving her a little grace, but, you know, she's kind of doing summer camp and working with kids during the summer. But after this, that's over, then, you know, I guess what time to, you know, get uh, down to reality and, you know, start thinking about who you want to be and what you want to do. And so that's a tough thing to play, you know. Uh, a fine line with because yeah I, I i miss being the friendship aspect of it but a lot of times it's like okay um yeah i see you still sleeping in till 10 o'clock um yeah that's not okay you got to be a responsible adult and you know blah 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 but yeah no so um How'd that conversation go <laughs> not well <laughs> it, 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 so that's the funny thing like girls maybe adam you, you can tell us you know how, how you really like, when girls make a mistake especially with their dads they are very like remorse about the process. At least mine is, I don't know about yours, Adam, but they, they feel like, you know, that like the end of the world's come, you know, to them. And it's like, you know, uh, they, they, they just don't like to, you know, fail you in that sense. Like, I guess the best way to describe it. So when that happens, I get a lot of Amazon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, okay, yeah, fine. Sorry. Just move on. <laughs> you know, at this point, you know, uh, realize yeah, we, and I'm already done. We had the conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've recognized you, you know, we've, I've already said my piece here. Let's just get on with life and move on. And, you know, she's a lot like her dad in terms of personality too. So, you know, she can recognize that and say, okay, fine. But you know, where my son, if I say that, that it's like, he's still kind of in the trenches processing it. I'm like, dude, stop processing it after the third day move on so anyway he's getting every nugget dude yeah he's milking it to death (laughs) i love my son i I will i will say that you know he's an amazing guy and growing up to be an amazing man and and very like very health conscious i like have absolutely no like i ate mcdonald's growing up as a kid heck you know i I, and i drink you know you know every once in a while occasionally and i eat like the best and the worst food all at the same time he is like super health nut and so like i look at that and i admire that but at the same time it's like dude i have no desire i'm not going to be interested in doing that don't you know don't talk healthy food to me unless i really like need to and my doctor tells me i need to so anyway enough about me but yeah so paul like what's um 
with you and Jonathan, have you like had any of those moments yet where he's like been off to like camps or football or that type of stuff? It's like you felt like he kind of took a little piece of you or or you, you saw him grow up or in a moment. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean he's had he's had a few few of those a few of those moments. Um certainly the um um leaving him at uh um the the the, the occasional you know football um you know, football thing, leaving him at a, at a friend's house, um, leaving him home for a weekend uh, alone. I, you know, I think one of the biggest ones was while he was um, undiagnosed with, with celiacs, uh, Liz and I um, went, we actually had an anniversary weekend pr- um, planned for like months. And even though he was still like not really feeling great and we were still kind of figuring things out, we, um, you know, we still ended up going, um, going on the trip and like, just like working through that with him and like what he was going to think about what he was going to think about it and, um, what he felt about it making sure he was okay with us still going. Um, cause we were going to cancel, but like the, the, we, and we got trip insurance, but like you, somebody has to be in the hospital for that to happen. So like, <laughs> so like we just, we just had a lot of conversations about it and it was a hard decision and one we didn't take lightly, but at the end of the day, I, we, we just kind of sat down with him. He's like, yeah, I'll be fine. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, like, um, you know, moving into our new house has been a lot of that because like I said, he's, he has his own like apartment. It's a, it's an in-law apartment that he's living in basically. So he has his kitchen, living room, bathroom, bedroom. Yeah, no washer you know, dryer though, but yeah. Wa- washer dryer in his bathroom. <laughs> um shower like the whole kitchen caboodle space too as well you know he actually yeah he does he he, obviously he doesn't park there yet because he doesn't have a car because he's not driving um but um and of course it's it's still in our house but yeah there's been there's been occasional um you know times that um when um you know you know a lot of the times now has been um him going out with his friends for football like he'll be like, dad, I'm going to get a ride home. We're going to go out after, after dinner. And, um, you know, it's like all the, all your worst case scenarios come into mind. Like I know what they're doing. I know what's going on. And then, but like, when you talk to the kids, you know, like they're all like, yes, Mr. Travers. And, you know, yes, sir. Like, you know, so I don't know if they just put on a good, a good, uh, you know, a good show. No, but, they uh, do. We all did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so well behaved liar. Yeah. And so, you know, there's definitely things that I, um, I'm sure that I wish I did, I did differently and that another, another things, but, um, and I, um, like, you know, you, you know, Eric, you asked Fife about like having a relationship with it, with, you know, with his son and stuff. And like, that's been my, and, and I, that's been my, my, um, uh, my goal really since, since, since I, since I heard it, like I said, I, I think I quote this all the time, but I remember somebody asking Andy Stanley, who's a, uh, you know, one of the, uh, an amazing leader in, in the Christian church, but just amazing leader in his own right. They asked him and his wife, like, you know, what's your goal at, with your kids? Like, what do you, what's the most important thing? And he's like, I just want to have them still want to spend time with me. Like when they, but when they leave, um, when, when they like fly the, fly the coop. And, um, I took that to mean like respecting them for who they are and treating them. And I think that's a lot of ways. Like when I look at him and we have conversations, I remember like, this is a person like this is like, he's not an adult, but like, I need to treat him with respect. 
And um, yeah, there's ways that um, I think maybe I've erred on the wrong side, but uh, that's kind of, that's been the, um, what we've, um, what we certainly look to. Um, and well, I think the more, the more challenging piece has been the discipline side. Well, it's funny you say that because the first thing that triggered in my head was like, Oh my gosh, my parents want me to hang out with them more. Like, I don't want to do like, I'm thinking like back to my, oh, he I, hate, yeah, he hates that. Like we have family night. Like I was like, let's have family night tonight. He's like, no, and he went downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm closing my door. See you later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But like, it's, it's the, the way you said it <laughs> like, way better. And like, you know, I don't know how bad it, it just, it, it hit a note in, you know, inside it versus like me thinking like, Oh, you know, great. I've spent more time with, you know, my parents, yeah. the rebel again, the rel, uh, rail against that side, you know? So that, that was pretty cool way saying that. Yeah. So yeah. do you, well, um, go ahead. I was just quite like, so when you, you were talking about how you did that whole plan for your going on uh, your anniversary stuff, did you ever like, like, did you ever have to have that moment, like as a dad to fight off the, like the, 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 let's go to the end, the uh, ends of the world type, you know, if the world blows up type conversations and all that, or you just kind of like, just go over like the, let, let's think level-headed in that process. So, what happens ever- if I came home and Jonathan burned my house down? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, exactly. Perfect example. Exactly. I, was like, exactly. I can think of something. Yeah. <laughs> What you do? Don't yep. burn a house down. Yeah, Those down trailers are not did. that comfortable. <laughs> dot dot dot. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and and it's funny because there's there's things that so you trust him. I mean, even right now as he's driving, I mean, this is this is mm. definitely another moment of um, letting them fly because you know you just have to sit there and be like, I trust him. And so like, you know, we went, we drove in a parking lot for a while first and then we did some side road stuff, but um, we had been taking some trips uh, to Newburyport um, on the highway and from where we are, like you have to, but, but it's like, we have to traverse three different highways. Like we go 495 and then like 213 and then 93. And, and, and it like, there's all kinds of merging and craziness and like, you just have to trust and go like, I survived to run. I'm okay. You know? <laughs> Seriously. And uh, one lane at a time. He wasn't trying to. And yeah, he has good, he has good moments, but like, uh, even so, like he, they've already had some, some like good training moments. Like he, um, like him and Liz got a, a little bit of a fender bender with a, with a pole, not another car. <laughs> and, um, which is good. And, um, it was just like, he was trying to go and he really couldn't go in a room and like, he oh, just felt like he should go. And like, so he ended up he hit, he just hitting the side view mirror. Um, but like learn lessons from that. And I'm like, and it, it was kind of good because he does have this thing where he can get really cocky and confident and then, he, you know, drive in with like his knee. And I'm like, look, <laughs> wow. Drive in for like 10 minutes, like stop being like i've done this for a while like you need Eric to no hands for the first time yeah, <laughs> like 10 and 2 man 10 and 2 um, you know they don't do 10 and 2 that. anymore yeah he told me he, he, he had no idea what like they don't do it four and four and nine or four and eight i guess is it if you're yeah, well, because it's because the airbags it's seven so you and don't want your arms above the airbag when it goes oh, up gotcha. so it's I mean, I use the nine and three because that's where the thumbs rest in the wheel. But oh yeah, Where's but yeah, that was that was the first. That was not the first time, but it's the most recent time I remember my kids correcting me. Hey, Dad, your your hand position's not right. Not that they were going to correct you that you were doing eighty. And you're going ten miles over the speed limit. Fifteen <laughs> miles over the speed limit. That's not the problem there. And also wake up. 
So I have a funny story. You know how the navigation, like when you have Google Maps up or you have Waze up, it tells mm-hmm. you how fast you're going and it tells you the speed limit of oh, where yeah. you are. Uh-huh. I shut yeah. off the part where it tells me what the speed limit is. <laughs> because oh, I've did. got a bunch of police in the back seat that keep telling me, Dad, the speed limit is 55. Why are you going 70? That's I'm like, funny. Click. Mm-hmm. All done you're like, that. that's, a, that's a recommendation. That's a, <laughs> a suggestion. Yeah, Guideline. You know, you're bad drivers. I'm a good driver. Flow of traffic had decided to go 85, so I'm going with them. I can't go flow of traffic. I feel like I'm like waiting to be arrested for reckless endangerment. (laughs) True. (laughs) Well, you know, that's on both levels, but whatever. Yeah, so dude, that whole car thing is like bringing back memories with just like letting them be free as a father because like you as a dad want to be the cool dad. I, I wanted to play the cool dad. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead, go out in the car. You got your license, be careful. But meanwhile, in the head, your head, you're going, okay, what happens if this scenario happens? What happens if this doesn't happen? What happens if they aren't doing this? And you just start kind of like doing all of this like mental checklist. Did you ever? You still go through that or? Well, <laughs> and not only that, but you're like, okay, so how far do I let them go before I tell the before I start getting urgent? Right. Like, where right. is my threshold of trust yeah. here? Like, how far? And and you know, it's funny because I think there's two kind of aspects to this. There's the aspect of this that's like, how much do I trust them? especially with something they've never done before or they've only done limited amounts of, you (laughs) know, like it, I had no problem not being the cool dad. Right. If Ben was like going towards something, I would scream. I would tell, but I would start by saying, okay, Ben, you need to slow down. If he didn't respond with either his words or the car slowing down, the next one was ratcheted up. And the one after that was that I get full yell, like, okay, dude, stop. <laughs> Wake <it."> up. <laughs> anyway. You know, and, yeah, he, and he was trying to play it cool. He's, mm-hmm. he's like, but dad, I'm doing what you told me. I'm like, well, that's not clear to me. And you're not communicating. Right. Like, but I think some of this is we have to, as parents, our job is to let the rope out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let them try some things out. Cause, cause you know, at some point there won't be a rope. There's nothing to pull them back. Sure, right. <laughs> you know? Right. And so it, as much range as we can give them now, as much opportunity yeah. as we can give them. And I think you, you alluded to this a little earlier, Paul, as much opportunity as we can give them now to learn this stuff now, yeah, where they have a safe place to come back to when they, when they make it and we can cheer with them. Or when they yeah. don't make it and they just need somebody to shri- cry on their shoulder, right? right? Like right. that. I think there's that aspect, and I think the other aspect, and and this kind of plays into that is, I feel like the way that we help our kids live lives that make a difference is by giving them a safe place to land. Yeah, I right? agree. Right? Like, yeah, not that. We don't make our mistakes. We don't expect excellence from them, but we love them whether they succeed or fail. And and that that does that isn't going to change. And as long as, you know, I always felt like I had a place to land with my parents. I didn't always feel like all of my ideas were what they wanted me to do. Sure. But I always knew that my parents loved me and were going to give me an opportunity. And. Honestly, I like who I've become, and I feel like it was a good foundation for that growth. There's a lot more that goes into that from a from a God point of view, but from a parenting point of view, like that's one of my goals is to give my my kids a place where 
they feel like they can come back and say, I didn't succeed at this, or I'm really struggling with this, or I'm really trying to do this. And it's not doing what I want to do. Or, hey, it was awesome. You should have seen it, dad. It did this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly what I thought I was going to do. And it did it perfectly. Or, hey, I made it. I finished high school. I got accepted to college. And now I'm on my way to a missions trip in the Middle East. Like, you know, like, all of, I want to be available and able to do all of those things. And if we can do those as parents, then we then our kids will take the risks that are necessary to grow into, you know, powerful young adults and powerful old adults and adults that change the world, you know, through whatever their their media medium ends up being. That's right. Funny. I think it's like a dad. And one thing I know from my experiences up to this point is that I know like when those moments of like, I feel like a little piece is kind of left me in terms of like whatever chapter they're in of their lives or whatever they're doing that when that little piece kind of checks out and I feel like there's a little bit of an empty space there for me, that's like a little like note to say, Hey, they got it. They got something. They understand what I've been trying to, you know, in, in train in them and, and grow and give them opportunity to fail. And just, you know, like Eric said, with the whole, you know, having a a safe, you know, Harbor approach for them to always come back to, you know, that when that little piece disappears, or I recognize that little piece disappearing that I was like, Oh, okay, cool. That totally makes sense because that's going to get filled later down the road when they get older. And, you know, they, they, they kind of get the like, Hey dad, I remember when, you know, I was telling you how stupid you were when you were saying blah, 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 or whatever. And now you come back around and, you know, you're having, you know, those conversations and you're laughing about it, but at the same time, they're like, yeah, you, it made sense or, you know, you know whatever it's that there's a little trigger moments for me to kind of pay attention to that. And just, you know, when those do happen, it's like, okay, recognizing it's kind of, uh, you guys ever see the movie with honors? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a part in there where, um, why am I forgetting the, the bum, he picks up a little rocks for memories, that type of stuff. And he knows what each rock does in the movie of, you know, when he met his kid or when he, you know, did this or whatever. And it's like those kind of, those little pieces of those little, you know, chunks of life that tell you, you know, Hey, you know, you're, you are doing a good job as a dad and you aren't, you know, even though it hurts a little bit that, you know, that kind of separation has occurred or, or whatever that, you know, you grow, you know, a little bit more yourself, but at the same time, you know, that, you know, the stuff that you poured into it makes sense. And, you know, they're, applying it in the right way hopefully right. you know long so uh, like adam what do you um like have you had any of those moments yet with isabel since she's like starting to drive now mute we love your silence mute you're muted Not the- i am back Hello. Hello. Hey, you guys <laughs> Chunk. um So, yeah, so Isabel just finished her. She's got like three hours left out of the 40 hours she needs for driving. She started driver's ed courses. Um, I let her drive my truck for the first time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was. She did well. It was uh, big (laughs) because she's she's used to driving the the Honda. But uh, but no, she's 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 become very laxed in. uh, in her uh, her uh, abilities, because she'll hit the gas as soon as she gets out of the driveway. I'm like, oh well, uh, <laughs> calm it down there, Tonto. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but she's 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 becoming very very comfortable in her driving. So 
So how are you? So are you seeing like growth? Like, are you feeling like that moment where like a transition's occurring or your chapter? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Especially when she started the whole driving and working because really kind of solidified that that next step for her yeah, so. like proud feeling or you know what, what type of feeling is it for you <laughs> just curious <laughs> like a more like hey get out of here this is gonna be awesome she's gonna be leaving soon or is it more of no, like no 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 it's more of a proud feeling that she's we've we didn't screw up as parents mm. <laughs> she's a productive member of society Woo-hoo! <laughs> and it's so funny when it's been people like, "Oh, your children are so well behaved." I'm like, "Only for you." I'll sell them to you for five bucks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Two for ten. Two for ten. Depending on the week. <laughs> We're having a sale this week. You'll love it. <laughs> fire sale. Comes no, about- no, I think I, she, like I said before, she she's hit that maturity level where where she knows she has to be responsible. She she sees the value behind it. Um, and then it's just a matter of like, what, what does she want to do next step? <laughs> she's coming into her s- s- junior year. Mm-hmm. So, so she's only, only has, uh, it's not going to be long before she has to make those decisions and what she wants to do next. So, so have you had those discussions with you about like some of that stuff or no? Uh, we've started to. Um, whether How about or not you, they... like you and her, or you and Heather and her? Uh, myself, Heather and her. So. Okay, so you haven't had the you know, the dad and her talk yet. You no. know, one, one yet. I love those no. talks. I don't know. Have you had those, Eric? <laughs> what talks with Gracie? Yeah, her, yeah, just you, know, you and Gracie, right? You know, you were talking about um, one of the things I've loved is with Gracie being away for for um, both Kairos and now for school, she actually is pretty intentional. And, and this is one of those things I love, like about following up and checking in with me. It may not be every week, but it's pretty consistent. And so we do get to have a lot of those conversations. And there are things that she will come and ask me specifically instead of asking Heather, just because uh-huh. she wants my take on it for whatever reason. Right, maybe because she's looking for an inflammatory take to t- to share with all of her friends. I'm not sure what it is. She wants to. Hey, listen to this story my dad told me. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I'm always amazed at the stories my kids tell about my stories. Why, dude? Like she was ready to roast Ben up and down, and then she went off into like a huge tangent at his eagle court, and then came back around. How I don't know how she came back around to make it about Ben's eagle court, but somehow she brought it all back together. <laughs> I, I, and, and I have to be honest, man, like it's, it's always fun. It's very entertaining to see that arc, to see that the bunny trail and the back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes their lives are like that. Like sometimes you set them free and they don't go the direction you thought they were going to go, you know? Right. And, but it's when you wave your pistola in the air. <laughs> It's when you do a lot more praying, actually. <laughs> I think that's what I meant by pistole. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's one of the great things. I, let me put it this way. It would suck to be a dad without God. Sure. I like, agree. I can't even imagine. Like, there are so many ways that, that there have been a number of days where I've been like, God, I am so glad that you have this because I do not. And Ben does not, and Grace does not, and Heather does not, right? Like, 
There's so yeah. many days where there, I, I've reached the end of what I know how to do, but I still have something bigger than me that I can trust in. You know, especially in parenting and especially as they're launching, because there's so much uncertainty and there's so many different ways it could go. So. I never liked that term launching because like I always envisioned a launching, like, you know how they christen a ship and it just coasts out to the ocean and it floats and it's good and everything's happy. That's, that's, that's short and sweet. A launch with a kid is like, okay, it's a launch and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes. It's like, when's it coming to an end? Yeah. I was say, that's because your ships keep coming back to you. I know, right. They're coming back in the harbor. Just going to ships. The harbor. Yeah. You need to like shut your lighthouse light off and be like, we're not home. Exactly. No lighthouses. If you can't get in here in the dark, you will crash on the rocks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, No, no, not me. Sadly, my wife would not allow that. So (laughs) she's the other, you know, you know, calm, normal side. Otherwise, I'd be like, get your head up. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to put a bleep in there. But um, no, you won't. You talk about it every time. I know. Well, you know, anything out, dude. Sorry for all of our parents that aren't listening (laughs) or listening. One of the two. Cool. So, go ahead, Paul. I was I'm at a... that's, that's been good stuff. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. Any, any, any last, any, any last notes? Any, any um, tips or tricks for throw the book out. helping our, our our listeners guide their children and uh, get them ready for all that the crazy world will throw at them. <laughs> No, because if I could do that, I'd write a book and be millions, make millions or whatever it was. But uh, you'll yeah, never no. be perfect. No, be yeah. Because you that. want to be older than the oldest guy here. I guess. Uh, who, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I no words of wisdom except take day by day prayer. Uh, that's don't cook naked. Much. <laughs> Only Adam, especially bacon man who. <laughs> 52 pickup in back alley. Unless your kids are home. Not home. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that with your kids really are home. Weird turn. I'm uncomfortable yeah, now. Yeah, neither. That's a whole new episode all on its own. Not on this one. Not on the forefathers, though. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you you glean you gleaned uh, something from our, um, our 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 chat tonight about uh, just having the. Um, you know, all the, all the fun that, um, it is to have a child. And then it seems like as soon as you have them, they're working their way to get out of, out of their life. That's the goal. You know, ships weren't created to be in Harbor. Kids weren't created to be in home. They were created to go out and live their own life. And there's a lot of anxiety around that. Um, so thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, please, um, hop on our discord channel apparently at um, feedback no, i'm just kidding at... <laughs> <laughs> feedback yeah there's forefathers a forefathers podcast. forefathers podcast channel and um you feel free to feel free to comment uh let us know what you thought let us know how you've dealt with this this crazy subject of uh making sure your kids are ready to go so thanks so much for listening Hello, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F-words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four, fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. 
And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at 